Welcome to Monday Morning Moments. I'm Mike Van Hooser. Today I want to introduce uh, Gabe Baker, and he's going to be a part of this uh, series that we're doing on purpose. And we've been talking about living on purpose for a purpose. And in our first session, we talked about discovering your purpose. We've talked about fulfilling your purpose. We've talked about the importance of the reasons for having a purpose and a purpose statement in your life. And last week, we talked about what happens if you don't live with purpose and connect to your purpose. And so with Gabe, I want to introduce him, and then I'll let him talk a little bit about his background, and we'll get into some conversation as well. But I think Gabe is an excellent example of somebody who's living on purpose. I got the unique opportunity to meet Gabe as we were leading the leadership development program at Rice. Uh, He was a safety on the football team around his freshman year there, and just one of these guys who's you know, just blossomed in his career and and doing things incredible in his life. Um, And he's, you know, doing some things in Nashville. We'll get into that. He's playing uh, in a band for King & Country, and he's been doing some amazing work. I saw him in concert, and he plays in a ton of instruments. So we want to get into all of that. But Gabe, it's great to have you on the podcast, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. Yeah, thank you so much, Mike. It's I I love that you mentioned the leadership class and I forgot that I was my freshman year. So that brings back some really fond memories. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Really absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to still be connected to you as well. So yeah. it's really cool. You know, we're talking about this concept of purpose, and I've got some questions for you as well. But right. talk a little bit about, you know, your journey to Rice first before we get into that and maybe some of the things you've learned. I, I realize you, you know, have had some journeys, but you grew up in San Antonio, I believe, and then came to Rice and now are in Nashville. But what are some things that you've learned? And tell us a little bit about your journey uh, to where you are today. And you just recently celebrated a birthday, so happy birthday as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm an October baby. But yeah, I was uh, born in Dallas, grew up in San Antonio. Um, public school system there, great, great nor- Northeast Independent School District in San Antonio. Um, beautiful time in, the, in just that school system, to be honest. Uh, uh, just a short mention there, but yeah, um, the youngest of three, the, my, my parents were full-time Christian ministry most of my life growing up and moved to San Antonio to help lead a church in, in, in the city there. And yeah, so was grateful to grow up in a household that, you know, really has had that, uh, a deep connectedness to, to, spiritual purpose uh in god um and uh a deep connectedness to a a really loving and strong community of people real diverse community of people as well through our church and others and so um i think that really set up in retrospect that really set up a lot of just the framework of which i see life through and the way i think about people and about myself uh just through the yeah the the upbringing bringing in the environment that, that I'm grateful that um, God placed me in through my parents and and the people around in San Antonio. And yeah, we we, we did a lot of different things as kids, uh, a lot of activities, extracurriculars, and in the, in the, mainly in the sports side, that was kind of the heaviest initial uh, expression of life for me and my, my, my siblings, uh, playing lots of different sports. And Getting into the music side was towards the end of elementary school, still very early, of course, but was grateful to um, uh, find myself living in both the fine arts and the the sports side um, for for all through yeah element most of elementary 
and then all the way through high school. And so that, that really stands as kind of a, a makeup of just myself and my, my, my upbringing, uh, activity wise, um, and grateful for my parents setting that kind of environment for, for us to live and grow up in. Absolutely. And, mm -hmm. you know, I got a chance to meet your dad at the uh, yeah, concert yeah. and we've That's seen right. each other. I'd seen you post some things. Y'all got some incredible music y'all done together, but it was great to meet him. And what an interesting background about being excellent in sports and, you know, excellent in the arts as well. Um, I think that that is a connector of people. And, you know, you, you talked about people several times and your purpose, but I think music and sports can bring people together. I can't sing or play an instrument like you do, but I was a DJ. And so I love music. Oh, amazing. And yeah. so I've always loved music and I played basketball and love sports. And I think it just brings people together across a wide variety of backgrounds. But what have you learned, you know, in sports and also in music about the connection with people and making an impact with people and collaborating with people? Yeah, there's a lot of crossovers between both sides, for sure. I think when it comes to building a career or finding success in both of those areas, the, the principles definitely carry over. I'll start there of kind of no, leaning into the skills that you have and knowing the discipline and the, the work over time that it takes to, to grow in those spaces. Those are definitely very similar on both sides. I think when it comes to impact and connection, um, you're right. There's, there's like, I think it's, yeah, it's kind of designed in us as humans to, to connect with like, uh, the sports and the competition components of things. And even as, as entertain, as, as it's a form of entertainment, it's it, it, there, there are, they are beautiful spaces for people to gather around where they're supporting yeah. your team or coming together as a team to, to work towards a common goal. Right. So there's, there's, uh, those communal, uh, things that bring people together and gathering them around. And, and you're right, it kind of, it, it, they do translate across cultures and across communities of people and, and even th thoughts. Um, yeah, no, I, I think there is a beautiful through line between sports and music or fine arts in which they have the ability to bring people together, right? right. And I think it's it's awesome to be a part of those kinds of creative outlets, those, those spaces. Um, and seeing that I have an interest in both sides and a skill in both sides of things and being able to create in both sides has been really, yeah, I think it's been intriguing to see how much, I think this is almost like translatable skills of like, oh right. yeah, I, I've been able to find success in that side and I've been able to transfer a lot of those ideas and thought ways of thinking to do the same um, in the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. and I just remember after you came through that year of our leadership program, I hear, yeah. I kept hearing more and more things about you and like, well, he's Mr. Rice and he speaks all these languages and he plays the cello <laughs> and he like, does Gabe do that? Yes, he does. And you've continued to do that. Um, oh, what, you know, what, when you think about purpose, do you have, because we've talked about this and I've talked about this in a lot of groups you know, a written purpose statement or something you've mm. jotted down. Have you ever thought about that? A personal mission statement is, have you articulated that to where you've kind of written that down and you kind of live by that? Yeah. I, I feel like my purpose statement, um, I appreciate you asking that because I, I don't think I have a, a consistent, um, phrasing for it. Um, 
and I think I want to, now that you mentioned that, I think there's, there's a lot of power in that. Um, my purpose does seems to land back on being an honest expression of stepping into the fullness of who God has created me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's very broad, of course, but I think what that, the way that that directs me, it kind of gives, it allows me, it gives me permission, I guess, internally to be flexible with my expectations of what decisions I could make with right. careers or, or, or whatever that is, because it, you know, who God is, is, is unfathomable, but he's also personable. Right. And so he, uh, the way that he has designed each and every one of us is, is a way for us to, to journey and explore and learn about ourselves. And, and so me phrasing it in a way of like stepping into the fullness of who God has created me, to me that connects and inspires me, uh, in the ways that it allows me to create a, be a journeyman, a journeyman, right. Right. journey person, yeah. uh, and, 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 and learning about myself and what has God presented for me to step into, right. uh, uh, whatever that looks like skill wise, relationship wise, activity wise. Yeah. So I think that's right. kind of where I'm landing right now. <laughs> now that's, I mean, and that's good. That's a good place to land, especially mm-hmm. what you've said. And I think that it does have to be broad enough to cover other things. I think people sometimes get purpose confused with goals. You know, here's my mm. purpose and this is my goal, or this is my yeah, identity yeah. and my career or whatever it might be. And it, it needs to be broader than that. I, one of the things I shared on a previous podcast is a mentor told me we were talking about this concept of purpose. And I was probably asking him about a couple of things about I could go this way or I could go that way. And one of the things he told me, he said, this quote that just echoed in my mind was that life is a series of assignments it gives clarity to our calling along the way. And I like that because whether you think about that in decades or assignments, or I'm here right now honoring God with my life, you know, if it's broad enough and it's, like you said, an honest expression of who God has created you to be, then it allows you clarity about that yeah. calling in that moment. You yeah. know, and I think you're a great example of somebody who's done that because you have, you do have a lot of talents. You've been blessed with a lot of opportunities and you've pursued that, you know, with a passion and with purpose. Well, thanks for saying that. Yeah. I love that quote that you mentioned. That's, that hits the nail on the head for sure. Yeah. Cause I, I, I found it, it can be paralyzing and also uh, challenging and inspiring to have so many options to do things or like you trying to make the right decision is, is, is almost can almost seem like an impossible question to answer. Yeah. And what is the right decision? Right. And, right. um, it's very subjective and it can change. Um, the goalposts can change and shift in ways. Right. And right. so, yeah, I think it, it yeah, that purpose question, I, I'm going to be chewing that some more because I feel <laughs> like I, w- I want to refine my answer to that, right. uh, even more so. Yeah. But I, th- I think it is, I, I really do resonate with being able to lean into the the posture, the attitude, or uh, the approach of of an openness to grow, yeah, um, and an openness to, but but a but a focus to to align with the things that are that are designed within me as well. Right. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. Yeah. Talk, yeah. You mentioned a bunch of different words that it can be challenging. I, I wanted to pick up on that because for somebody who maybe has a lot of 
opportunities right now, or maybe they've been blessed with a lot of talents and they're trying to figure out what way to go. What challenges, what has been challenging about that with you? Because you've made moves across the country and yeah. you've made, you know, moves around that. Maybe talk about the challenges that are there and then the process that you went through to actually get clarity about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I didn't really fill in some of the, maybe the, the, my story details along the way. So I'll, I'll, I'll fill them in here to sure. answer the question. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, I think answering that, uh, uh, the idea about challenges and, and what challenges came up has come up and answering them in my journey, it definitely, the biggest started when I was considering where to go to college for sure, I'd say. And I think towards the end of my high school years, I was grateful, you know, I was playing in the varsity orchestra and I was doing varsity sports and doing well. And I had a beautiful time in high school and I definitely knew I was going to go to college for football and pursue that. And I got a number of uh, scholarship offers. Um, And I think the challenge was making a decision right? That's what's always one of the biggest challenges in life right. of like, what decision do you make? <laughs> and I remember I, I was offered by A&M and Rice um, and a couple others, but Rice and A&M were my top two because I didn't want to go too far from college, from 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 home in San Antonio. Yeah, uh, I wanted to stay in Texas and I, I knew I had an interest in engineering. So I was kind of doing some some research into the engineering programs at both schools, both great engineering schools. So all that to say, I, I, I do remember my 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 first attempts to answering the challenge or approaching the challenge of decision making in a situation like that was asking myself the right questions, asking myself questions in which I can answer with the things that I know. Okay, what do I know? What do I desire at the moment? And I think even working to get to a place of clarity uh, is a great starting point when you face challenges. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Help you you face them uh, with confidence as much as you can. And then as things kind of cl- came clear, I, I had, um, I ended up going, I ended up committing to Rice. It was influenced by a couple things. Um, uh, <clears throat> A&M wanted me to gray shirt after a while. I think it was kind of just when the, in the flow of recruiting, right, where scholarships were available. For those who don't know, gray shirting is when a recruiting class will take a scholarship from the next recruiting class, the next following year and basically your scholarship wouldn't take into effect until maybe a fall one more semester so it wasn't like they pulled my scholarship but they were kind of reserving me they had other scholarships reserved for other positions so it was almost like a strategy it was like a you know i was a uh, athletic you know department thing if you will based on available scholarships and players they were recruiting and the timing in which i was going to commit or not so all that to say that transfer portal didn't exist back then. So there was no was transfer idea, right? portal so, back then. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I just felt that much very connected to, and so it was almost like I use that to say there was like different different moments and things that of evidence, if you will, that kind of gave me more clarity or, or affirmation of like, okay, maybe I should take this step in this direction right, uh, to answer this challenge. And so I think of that that being one immediate challenge of like, what do you do? Like, what's the right decision? You never know what's going to lead to what. Right. Um, but going to Re- going to Rice definitely ended up being one of my favorite decisions I've made in my entire life, for sure. Um, in so many ways. That's great. Um, and yeah, and I think um, 
you know, post post rice, you know, had a great time was an engineer by degree, did a lot of fun things, uh, really stepped into a lot of myself in so many ways and was did my best to just be present on campus with the various communities there and played cello as much as I could if I could. Um, and it was a beautiful time. And post college, jumping into the corporate world, tried to go to the NFL that didn't that didn't work out. Well, that didn't come together. Um, but I was very content with that. And again, I think of that as, as another, I'm jumping over a bunch of challenges that yeah, occurred at Rice, good. of course. But I think when I think of the, the higher arcing challenges in my life, for sure, they kind of came at those transitional points in my life. So kind of high school to college, college into the working world, and then, you know, in the midst of shifting careers, you know. Um, and I think as I've navigated challenges, um, those career shifts have been the, the, the some of the biggest. And I'll answer all the career shifts so I, in, in maybe one kind of phrase or thought. But I worked as an engineer out of college. I think you've, you may be familiar with most of my kind of moving around a little bit. Yeah. 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 And then I was, I was, you know, I went to seminary part time while I was working in as an engineer, civil engineer. And yeah, it was just kind of tasting things. You know, I started doing the American Ninja Warrior stuff and was kind of competing where I could and then shifted out of that engineering job into the public sector and working in the government, doing policy work and finished seminary, was doing a lot of ministry work and nonprofit organizing at the same time. And then um, I felt I, I got casted on The Bachelor music spinoff show another long conversational point there but so this is that, what i'm saying is gabe done that yes the answer is yes he's done that so you're starting to feel it and <laughs> and again this this kind of was stepping into another major transitional point and i'll kind of add some some layers to this side here but at the time also my mom's health was was declining it was a very yeah. ambiguous state she was diagnosed with uh a a very uh, unique form of liver and pancreatic cancer. And then my older brother, he also went to, he went to school for music, uh, extremely talented, loving heart hearted person as well. But he was battling his mental health and his mental health started to really, really take a really strong turn for the worse, just as my mom's health was on the decline. And so at the end of 2019, unfortunately, my mom passed, passed away. And then my brother, he's been out of touch since then as well. And, at the time, I was doing a lot of things that I had been doing, of course, post-college and just trying to continue to live life and move forward. And I think in the midst, that challenge there was, has been the biggest inflection point in my life for mm -hmm. sure in so many ways. Um, and I, I think of difficulties and challenges, um, I often, the question of why me is always a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, I always ask myself, why not me for better and mm -hmm. for worse? Like you never know what's going to come. And I think that also provides a, helps me with being a, a posture of humility and just trust and surrender. Yeah. Um, a productive when it comes, question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why not me? And I think yeah. um, that's also a very inspiring question for me. Like when I think of possibilities, like why not right. me? Right. Um, and so it's kind of, that question is something that kind of that does pop into my mind has popped in my mind when that happened ha since that all that stuff has happened in my life and my family's life and yes so 
approaching a challenge like that and that through all that through that bachelor show and different things that inspired me to step into music and yeah. step into the creative entertainment world and i moved to nashville that following summer summer of 2020 and it's been three quick years of growing and, and growing in this creative professional side and in the grand scheme in the grand scheme of it all with your question about challenges i have really i get excited when there's challenges now um i've, I've always been attracted to engaging in challenge and, and and not because it's difficult but because i know it's gonna allow me to grow um, right present opportunities that weren't there initially. And, and I think there's a, there's a beauty that God works in the ways that God works through tension in life and challenge is a form of tension. And I, I think of, I think of that. And, and I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned about going through challenges and transitions is, is what does it mean to, to find clarity, to make decisions in the spaces, um, but also not running from the challenge. I think right. the more of face them head on for whatever that looks like embracing the emotional colors that they create in your life and those around you uh that that does open up and, and create uh forms of of growth and and build they they really challenges do create beautiful things um and change wow that so much to unpack in that. i mean <laughs> so, that is that is so good and I know, I mean, I remember some of those times we exchanged some messaging around, you know, that when your mom passed away and um, I had read about your brother, I didn't know all the things that were going on there. So I know that that was a very challenging moment for you, but yeah. it also seems like a, a galvanizing moment about some clarity that, you know, and making that move to Nashville, going for music and, uh, and doing it and, and it's worked out for you and you're making a tremendous impact through that. And I'm sure you're propelled by uh, some of the things that you remember about her and carrying that memory forward as well Would that be true yeah spot on i the irony about living through things that you don't want to experience is that they do create things that you couldn't have created without them mm. right and i wouldn't be doing this if my mom didn't pass away like yeah. i think i still could have done this if my mom didn't pass away of course right. but i think you're right this going through that as provide this very strange, mysterious um, fuel and stepping stepping point to to get into this creative side and create the way that I that I am creating, right? To do the things and becoming the person that I am doing to to live in the ways that I am. So it is a it is a strange you know dichotomy of experiences. Yeah, yeah. but so unique in how God works in and through all of those yeah. those challenges as well and those the yeah. tension moments that we you know experience. Um, yeah. you know, we talk about purpose and talk about our plans and I know, um, as far as I'm wired and I know maybe you're wired as well, sometimes we feel like we're good planners or can move forward and know what we're going to do. But I think there's a balance there of submitting our plans to God and knowing what his purpose is for our lives and how, and sometimes there are things, I mean, we read this and know this scripturally that he can do more than we ever imagined. But sometimes we don't always live in that. But I think yeah. I'm in a season of life right now where there are some things that have happened in introductions to people and some other things where I'm like, that's crazy. I could have never planned that. And I feel wow. like I'm a good planner, but I could have never moved everything to make that happen. It was only God. 
And can you speak to that maybe over the last, you know, even the last year of some of the things you're doing now, but maybe it's the last couple of years of how maybe you've seen God move in a way that you've been praying about something, but you saw clearly it was him and even more than you could have imagined. Yeah, too many. Um, I, I think that's my favorite thing about God <laughs> mm. is that he, he does create things in ways that is more than we can imagine them to be. And when I moved to Nashville, I, I was building a career from scratch and I knew that, and I did the best that I could of setting my expectations and writing out a list of kind of smart goal style things, my high <laughs> vision, my, my working goals, my oh, daily yeah. actionables. And I, again, a very kudos to, to, to things like what I was a part of with you guys sure. <laughs> for giving sure. me the tools yeah. and like we talked the about mentality. Smart goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mentality to step into things like that. So, uh, I do that all the time. And I remember when I moved out, it was July, I mean, it was July, July 12th to 2020 is when I moved to Nashville. And all I knew is that I was, it was a very peaceful decision to step in up here. And I was like, uh, and I knew that expectation has much to do with everything with how you pursue something and how that impacts you emotionally. And, 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 and so I remember that's like, okay, I got to set my expectations. Right. So as I was kind of on my little whiteboard, I was writing things out and the two high level kind of vision, different things I wanted to pursue was like, okay, building my musicianship and building my community is what I kind of type uh, wrote down as the top. And I kind of broke that down. Uh, musicianship was, was, you know, as a cellist, as a songwriter, as a performer. Um, and then that kind of broke down into how many co-writing sessions I was going to have with, with friends per, per month and how many live shows it was, I was going to try to play every month, different things like that. And, uh, amount of times are going to practice and different things. And the building community side was, was in the spiritual side. It was creating a space for, for musicians in Nashville to kind of come together and, and even it being a spiritual kind of hub. And, um, I share this story to share one of the moments in which of seeing that come together. And I'm a part of a community here called Songhouse, and it's a really big social platform. If you look up Songhouse Co. Um, on Instagram and TikTok and things like that, but it's as um, I think almost a million followers exclusively on each platforms oh. now, and, and it's it's grown exponentially. But it started out of God has worked through, I'd say, that vision in my heart, and then piecing the right people together in the space and where I live. I live in a in 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 Nashville in a loft area and I share it with a couple of roommates and um, my buddy who owns it is a, is a producer and a, and a musician and an artist. Um, and, and I met him right after I was on that bachelor show, just a couple of weeks before uh, the pandemic kind of closed everything down. And it was a very, it was my first trip to Nashville. It was a very, very kind of, you know, off the cuff thing. I was like, Oh, let's go to Nashville. And I'm, <laughs> I met him during that trip and that kind of came full circle eventually because I reached out to him. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm moving to Nashville. And he's like, Hey, I got a space in my room, in my loft that you can move into. Hence this room that I'm That's living great. in. <laughs> and then that led to, as I'm taking these activities that I wrote on my little whiteboard of like, okay, let me meet people and let me get out. And even in the midst of the ambiguity of the, pan the pandemic, I was able to progressively build some great relationships, had a, a great music team and a couple friends from Austin come up who eventually met my good friend who owns the loft here. 
um, who's, who's a successful producer and artist. And we all started collaborating. And eventually one magical day, it was in the spring of February, 2021, um, there was a ton of us here in our space, all creating in different sessions. And then we all combined. It was like, they, they all had, they had the idea of like bringing together to do kind of one mass kind of songwriting session camp thing where you kind of separate into groups and then we come back together in 30 minutes and share the songs that we wrote. And that ended up being the foundations of this huge community now that has an incredible reach on social platforms and it has so good. helped launch some independent music careers uh, in, a, in a really, really cool way. And so that has been one of the, one of the statement moments or, or progressive things in which I've seen God transform um, or turn. And, and again, it wasn't like, sure, it was a part of uh, one of my visions of being a part of community here and building community. And right. uh, it had to do with a lot of other people's journeys as well. So um, I think of that as one of those statement moments in my journey here of like, oh, wow, God did way more than I could imagine with something, just a piece of my journey and connecting that to a grander thing. It's, it's pretty cool. Well, absolutely. And we, you know, I do a lot of work with athletes on sports psychology yes. and sports performance. And one of the principles that we talk about is being outcome driven and process focused. And I'm going to go back to what you said, but in that the people that I work with, I mean, they have big goals and they're outcome driven, but what the challenge is sometimes get them to be process focused and to really dive into that. And what you said when you came to Nashville, it wasn't like, I want to get a record deal or I want to get this or whatever. You said things that were process oriented. You said, I want to build my musicianship, grow that and get better at that and grow community. Yeah. And then you broke that down into some more process oriented things about how you were going to do that. But it had nothing to do with the record deal or the song thing or the thing you're the get gig you're doing now with for King and Country, which I want to talk about as well. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. That is so cool because you were trusting God in the process and being faithful with that. And he blessed that even more than you could imagine. That's just so good. That's beautiful and, framing. I appreciate you saying it that way. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, that's encouraging, I think, to people who mm -hmm. are pursuing goals because I see some people all the time that got to make the sale or got to do this or want to do that. And um, being present in the moment and being present in the process is really important. So it's so, it's so good. And I will segue into the for king thing as well yeah um and <clears throat> the creative entertainment life is as much of a wild west as it may seem and <laughs> so even in, in the, nashville in this, and even in christian even circles in nashville, right <laughs> in every circle it's you know you take what you can get and then right. you try to pay your bills and you try to continue to lean into the 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 other yeah, the goals the desires and the, and the talents you have and and, and such and um for me, I, you know, I hadn't have I hadn't had you know a, a steadiness of opportunity, um, yeah, for two and a half years um, since being out here and, and being in the, in the midst of it all. And again, just going out and meeting friends and meeting relationships. I had met uh, Joel Smallbone, who's one of the brothers in the duo of uh, for King and Country, at a mutual friend's wedding. Um, uh, this was, I think, the summer of. 2021, I think it was. And uh, just been friends of him and his family progressively over time. I end up eventually collaborating with him and his wife, who's also a great uh, artist here in town on a Christmas project. 
And yeah, so, and then we go to the same church in town. And so I've just been friends and growing, fr growing friends. And then uh, over time, I think them getting to know me more virtually, at, at least from a musicianship standpoint is also a part of it. But eventually what that turned into was this past March of 2023, um, I was, I had some very, very small little gigs. I was playing at South by Southwest in Austin. And I just remember it. I was actually getting ready to go out to compete on American Ninja Warrior, which I did. Um, and it was like mid-March and Joel had texted me. It was like, hey, what are you doing for the next two months? And I was like, oh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of time. I got some <laughs> things, but I, I, I immediately got excited because I know that I know asking about that time frame from someone like him, I know that's, you know, toward means. implications. <laughs> um, additionally, I'll, I'll say one other thing is that I, in the last, I think for apps in the last two years, I've had the growing goal of going on tour with an artist, either as a, as a, as a cellist, slash, you know, background vocalist kind of thing and being like a instrumentalist side person. And that's been a working goal of just kind of building the skill and meeting the people and presenting myself as someone capable and competent to do that. Right. And so I, it, it was always, it had been in my head of like, okay, eventually I think I'm going to connect with someone and hop on the road with them eventually. But again, that's as open-ended as it sounds. You don't ask people for that. People right. ask you for those right. things. That's, that's how it works <laughs> in the industry. You don't ask for those. You you get share asked that again that. for the people in the back. They you, need to hear that's that. That's true. Because right? some people are asking. <laughs> yes, and maybe you do pitch yourself if you can, but it, they'll ask you if they want. Right, to. right. That's, that's what right. it comes down to. Yep. Anyways, this was one of those high as as high prize of an asking as I could have imagined. And so he asked me if I wanted to audition for a role that just opened up in their band, and they were more specifically looking for a cellist slash auxiliary instrumentalist. Um that can kind of hop around between things and they have a lot of strings in their music. And so having that uh, person be able to play that is, is, was extremely valuable. And so I auditioned, I talked to their bandmate and their, their I mean, their, their band leader and their, their music director the next day. And I, and they're like, yeah, just send us some performances on show us playing, show you, uh, send us some videos of you playing on these two songs. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> and and there, it's as broad as it sounds. Like, okay, I'll see what I can do. And right. I was grateful to get a friend to help me piece together kind of a performance style, kind of multi-tracked video of me playing different instruments over the song. Right. These couple songs. And yeah, they got back to me, I think the next day or so after I sent that in. This was over a course of like three days of from the wow. asking to talking to the band band leader and the music director and the next day I, I shot i did as much prep as i could have and it was a crazy weekend and i'll say because um i, I had like a wedding gig and i was i flew back to, to nashville after playing in, in austin that week just jumped up to a wedding gig and i played this youth conference the next just that same <laughs> afternoon and i was like okay i gotta figure out time in which i can record and also send this audition in because this is everything. Right. And I was able to get a good friend of mine. He was an incredible mu musician to help me uh, uh, track and record these parts and give me and, and just be a helpful collaborator in, in me performing them. That's so, um, good. so all that to say within within a couple of days after they asked me and mainly because I also knew I had to get a response back to them, to them very quickly because the tour was literally probably about two and a half weeks from when they asked me to audition. So it was literally a couple of weeks later. So I was like, I need to figure out if I need to 
cancel everything in my life to focus <laughs> on this tour. So again, I, I knew the urgency I needed to take. And thankfully, about a day later after I sent it in, they're like, yeah, let's give it a go. And so they asked me to join, which is incredible. And it, so it, it, it was a um, 32 city show tour um, across the US, four shows up in or four cities in Canada, six shows in Canada, we played two cities, two shows in one city in Canada. So it was it was over about a month and a half of just just hopping around and playing. And I had to learn so much music in about four days. That was the and thing. Was I remember insane. you posting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that again, um, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot to that. And I'll, I, I think with your question of what was the, what was the, there was the question you're kind of, that we were answering. Well, it was just balancing, you know, your plans versus his plans for your, okay. for your life. And, yeah. uh, you know, that he could do being process focused in that led to things like this. I mean, you talked yes. about something else, yeah. but you also, this, this is another it's example of that, right? Yeah. God doing more than you can imagine. And I think yeah. that's exactly it. And yeah. so all that to say that this, this has been, this is the, the biggest opportunity I've stepped into been a part of, um, in my, in my career, absolutely so far. Um, and I'm cherishing it as much as I can really making the most of it, um, as much as I can. And, and, and it is mostly out of my control that it came to me, right. Perceptively. Right. right. And I think that's the, the challenge and the beauty of it. And yeah. that's how God works. Right. And right. creating and presenting opportunities that it's, way beyond what you could imagine. And this is very much one of those things of like, I had a vision or an idea of like, yeah, maybe this will happen eventually. Let me at least, you know, continue to grow and hopefully I'll meet the right people. And Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I was doing a, a podcast with a, uh, with Ernie Johnson off of Inside the NBA on TNT. Oh, I awesome. was interviewing him for a book project I was working on. And one of the things we talked about is this quote about God hasn't called us to be successful, but he's called us to be faithful and available. And oh, if great. you think about, you know, Moses or just whoever, you know, in your life, or, you know, you shared an example there, being faithful with that and then being available to, and you were both and, and yeah, that, that paid great. off for you, man. And I think, you know, you mentioned, uh, Gabe talks about learning music. He plays a ton of instruments. We went to see you in College Station and appreciate yeah, it. It was great, great seeing you Absolutely. and seeing you. And my wife and I were just like, where's Gabe now? Now he's up on the stage now. <laughs> so having the tenacity of a safety and the talent of a musician who can play multiple instruments probably helped you get the gig as well because you were all over the place. And it was, yeah. yeah if And if anybody hasn't cool. seen a For King and Country concert, you've got to go see him play and you got to see Gabe in action as well. But I love it and I love Thanks, you know, everything about it. It's It was great and um, love what he's doing through you in that. And one other quick thing about that, I think a lot of people who would move to California, move to Nashville or move somewhere to go pursue something, may not take that gig because they're going to be trying to get their music done or their thing done. And you mentioned you saw this as an opportunity to grow and you didn't know it was going to be with them. But when you got there, it was in the back of your mind about doing that. But some people are not willing to maybe lay down some of the things they're doing and see opportunities, even as grand as this was and great as this was, and a stepping stone maybe to other things for you. Um, mm. People aren't always willing to do that. And yeah, yet you saw it as an opportunity and it's been an incredible one for you. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you saying that because yeah, I'm, I, I write and release my own music as my own independent artist. And 
definitely far below the uh, extent that which the span has been doing it for the last for a number of years. <laughs> um, but that to say, I think you're right. I think it is it is being able being open to challenging your expectations of of what things are going to look like for mm-hmm. your journey. Um, and it it really is most likely. <laughs> I've definitely come to the conclusion that your journey is most likely not going to look like what you think it is. Yeah. Um, for, and, and that's okay. I think it's, I think it's, you can, you can cast and set, set your expectations and things may go as, as you hope for, but a lot of the times they'll, they'll, they'll be different. Um, and, but, but again, that's, everyone's journey is going to be different and that can be the thing that sets you up for, for something that, maybe you do have a desire to step into in time. And um, yeah, you just never know what steps are going to get you where you hope to be. Right. Right. And I think if something is different here and it's going to put you there, it's like, Oh, you never know what, you know, opportunities always lead to opportunities and they set you up for something. And so I think, I think you're right in mentioning that we can, we can maybe shortchange um, how God is working in our lives because we get presented an opportunity that, that didn't calculate um, for what we thought was going to happen. Right. But it could be the exact thing that gets you to where you need to go. Uh, but just because it was different, we can turn things down than we expect. So, um, I think the openness to what, you know, the the step can look different than what we think it's going to look, but it may be the right step. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. And they're definitely a creative group. And I think you're probably learning about that too, because you're not just playing, you know, music. I mean, yeah. it is yeah. an experience right. and it's so good. Um, yeah. Just on that note, and I'm going to move on into a couple more questions, but mm-hmm. the, um, what's your favorite, maybe for King and Country moment or favorite song that you like to play on or what, maybe tell us a, a quick story about that. Sure. Yeah. You know, the coolest thing, what, what, what you're saying, Mike, for, for those who aren't too familiar, but the shows that for King Country put on are very theatrical in nature, to where there's different platforms across the stage, and we, there's there's six band members, including myself, and then you have the two brothers who are the, you know, the, they are the band, they are the freaking country band. We're the we are part of the they are the instrumentalists in the band, if we will, but we are also the band. Um, but we all, everyone is a multi instrumentalist, which is which is really cool, and so everyone, and if we, you know. Uh, as we are playing, as the show gets planned and we rehearse it during different songs, based on the parts that we're playing, we have different moments where we're over here, I'll play this part in this moment of the song and everyone kind of is knows where to go. Uh, so it's like a, it's like a, it's like a sports team. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and I think in, in preparing for the show, I, I definitely, you're, you're, you're mentioning like the safety mindset in the music <laughs> space. That's very much how I ended up preparing. Um, to, I had to kind of, I was kind of writing things out almost like a, from a memorizing standpoint, okay, at this song, I'm doing this. And at this point in the song, I'm running here at this point, I'm doing this. Right. And then I, I even, I even schematically kind of wrote it out. I kind of, <laughs> I, I wrote down this, I did stage. I was like, I wrote a little diagram of this is what the stage looks like at this point. I'm going to run here and I'm going to do this. So it was, it was very much like a, a play design, which is funny. <laughs> and so it is a very full circle thing of <laughs> yeah. my football sports background kind of coming into play here, oh, which yeah. is very, very fun and ironic. Um, but I think one of my favorite moments is connected to kind of that preparation of, of doing this. And I think it's one of my more active songs in which I'm moving around a lot. And I think it was... <sighs> There, there's a lot of favorite moments because 
every show is different in different ways. Um, but I think it was when I think of, I think it was around maybe like show seven or eight in which, um, I, I didn't have to look at my cheat sheet on my phone of like, okay, this is what I got to do next. Right. But I did, I could just have fun and I knew what I was doing yeah. and I had everything memorized very well. And I think it was kind of, kind of in that range in which, yeah, you, I just felt very proud of myself. And I think that when, I think that's the moment that comes to mind. It was kind of around that time in the tour where I, I just felt so confident or confident enough to like just live and actually just have fun. Right. And there's, there's a song towards the front of the, the set. Uh, it's like a 23 song set. And there's like song, I think it's, it's the second song. And I start on, I play a little piano part, an auxiliary piano part during most of the song. And I'm playing there. And during, well, actually at the front end of the song, I'm on this middle platform and I'm hitting this, this, this bass drum to start right. on. It's really fun. It's really fun. And then it's the huge after, one y'all have, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's the second biggest second, one, okay, but it's on the you. middle platform right. and I start out there and I'm hitting this drum. It's really fun. And then that's at the intro of the song. And then for the verses and the chorus, I'm playing on the, on the, on the piano. And then during the bridge, I sneak away and I grab my cello and I hop up in the middle of the stage and I'm playing this cello part. <laughs> and then I go back to the piano for the verse and the chorus and the verse. And then just crazy at the outro of the song, I run back up to that middle platform on the bass drum and I'm hitting it. And it's just, it's just like, I just remember in that moment in which I really felt comfortable and confident enough just to have fun that was right. just like oh man i'm really doing this i just felt so <laughs> proud of myself and so excited just to be able to like run around on stage right. and like play these parts right so I, I think that's what comes to mind when i think of like a favorite moment i think we did a lot of fun traveling as well and so yeah. just being with the crew and being with the band is a lot of fun well it seems like y'all yeah. have a good time together and they include y'all yeah. in that and I w thanks for yeah. sharing that because i want to make sure people knew you know, he's not just over there playing the cello and just sitting in a chair i mean sure. he's playing yeah. a bunch of and instruments we're standing up, all over we're standing the place up playing the cello, which is weird too right yeah oh yeah oh yeah this guy can jump around with the cello he can do a lot of things with it so it makes the cello cool so, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's great. I like said, I love, I love the show. It was incredible. And we were, my wife was familiar with some of the songs, but just, mm -hmm. I mean, we just kept looking at each other and saying, man, that was great, man, that was great. And so it's, it was really good. And I'm just so appreciative for the impact that you're having through that and the platform that it's continuing to give you Gabe as well. Thanks Mike. Yeah. Talk about maybe a favorite Bible verse or something, a verse that's meant something to you that you've put into action. I just mm -hmm. in sharing that, you know, um, my, we may have talked about this in the past, but my dad left when I was about three and a half and my parents mm. got divorced when I was five. So I was raised by a single mom, but I often talk about that testimony of my, my mom just seeing scripture lived out in her lives. I mean, she didn't, she wasn't just a prayer warrior and she did just quote scripture. I saw scripture lived out, you know, by yeah. things that she claimed and then things that happened along the way for me and, you know, to, to formulate, you know, who I am today and our family and things mm -hmm. I'm doing, but maybe talk about a verse, um, that's, that's been important to you and how you've seen that in action, you know, in your life. Yeah. Thank you for that question. Thank you for sharing that, uh, about your life as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, the immediate, immediate verse that comes to me is, is, is Romans eight twenty eight, um, and we know that all things that God works for the good of those who loved Him, uh, those who've been called according to His purpose. Um, and the direction of that passage for me, um, because it talks about formation, um, mm -hmm. 
And that's that's what that formation into the likeness of 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 Jesus in time through through things and um, working out for the good is not um, is is it's a means that things happen not because they're comfortable or the good being the good doesn't mean comfortable or or to our expectations but good means growth mostly or formation and and god does redeem things god has a work of redeeming uh situations and, and moments um into so that we grow into the likeness of of, of jesus as we as we are stepping through it all um and relying on him and i think that has hung on me since my first really big challenge in life and that actually came uh the end of my junior year in high school when i tore my acl and lcl mm. and this was like right at the beginning of like peak recruiting, recruiting season yeah and i i remember it was a very kind of out of the blue situation i i felt like i was really honestly in the best shape of my life at the time i had i i had opted out of playing basketball that year so i was just focusing on training really hard and getting ready for track season and after school that day was going to be our first track practice of the season i remember and then during that day we had our football class period in school and i just went to catch a ball and i, I landed on my leg i hyperextended it and, and and busted my knee so it was very out of the blue non-contact injury but i remember it was a very strange situation of course um first first major injury in my in my whole life and i do remember that verse i don't even know I don't even think I read it anywhere, but it was almost like a divine uh, descent upon me of like Romans. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't remember why right. that verse came to me. I really don't. But it always has, it has remained as a, a statement, um, uh, memento and passage for me to, to trust in that, in the work, in the, in the mysterious workings of God through right. life and situations and, I think it is is position my heart to be open to uh, the possibilities, right? right? And how God is going to redeem things that I don't think He will, or he, He's going to work in spite of me and through me, you right. know, ways and and yeah. So that's that's that one verse that has been a very thematic verse for me. That's great, and you. That's mm -hmm. I, I appreciate you sharing the tangible and practical application of that. That you talked about the descent of that on you in that moment, because I think if you think about the last several years, I mean, people are searching about, well, how is this all going to work out, or what's happening, or can you yeah. believe this? And it's always that, you know. And you think about the news we get; it's always breaking news, this and that. And we're with technology; it can be great, but we're consuming so much that we were never intended to consume, as far as all these things are happening and a yeah. lot of which we have no control over, but we do have control over our purpose and living that out and, um, and mm -hmm. knowing also in who's, who's, who's got us. Right. Yeah. That's good. And things working out pretty yeah. good. So mm -hmm. I got two more questions for you. I could talk to you all day because this is great yeah. stuff, man. Um, first of all, if for somebody who is trying to pursue their purpose, their calling, we've talked about it a little bit, but what advice, would you give to them? Because we've talked about some specific things that you did. And I think it was really encouraging that all of those weren't necessarily outcome driven, although you shared that you know how to do smart goals, and you know how to do that, and you definitely have goals. But in addition to that, if somebody's just thinking about, why am I here? 
you know, and maybe they've mm. got a lot of opportunities. What advice would you give to them about how to walk in that and pursue that? Wow. It's definitely advice I give myself for sure um, that I will share. And, and that is, I think it starts with, I think owning the, the reality that we are divide, we are designed for purpose for a purpose. I think yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. it's, it's easy to, to abandon or even not think to start there sometimes, uh, because we have to pay bills and we have to, do you have to do the things that, that, that allows us to function in the society and the time of, of life that we are placed right. in, in this world, in the history of, of people. And, but to, to think, to, to even answer that question and, and affirm yourself and really hold on that and place that in you of knowing that there is a greater thing that we are put on this place to, for, I think is, is the right starting point because it's, yeah, it's, it, it it's it you kind of can put the cart before the horse if you start trying to do things without maybe or, or if you're if you're taking activity or or taking action without um yeah without having that that without a, a, i guess defining the why of course right? right and the why being that we do have something that's there right. and um that can be frustrating even 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 trying to to hold on to that and as i'm saying that i'm like man that's 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 kind of like it's a beautiful idea but what do you do with that kind of thing right. too sometimes right. right um but i think to your point you have to know that you have been designed for a purpose and there's some people yeah. who that's the starting point because they don't feel seen or maybe they see, I mean, y'all are in all these cities and I have all these concerts and they, well, you may be designed for a purpose. I can clearly see it, what it is um, yeah, now, but I don't have a purpose. I mean, maybe for other people, but I think that is, that is key. I think you, mm -hmm. you were talking about the transactional nature of life too. We can get caught up in just the job and all of that mm -hmm. and not see the broader purpose that's there. But I think also people are not seen and they need to know that they're seen. And they have been created for a purpose. Yeah, thank you for I appreciate you saying in that way because it's exactly that. I think we we do live in such a easy, easily, especially nowadays with again the overexposure of of knowledge or information and um, being able to to have a peek into way too much uh, yeah, everyone's yeah. life and things and high compare comparison uh mm -hmm. geared world that we live in now um, yeah. that we, we can we can live vicariously through people which is very unproductive a lot of the times <laughs> um and it can be it can detract from from our personal experience as well right, right? and right i think being able to be like okay now that the statement thing is like i am here for design purpose right and that that allows one to investigate and i think taking that step of, okay, now what is that purpose? Now, what are the things that, that get me fired up every day? Or, you know, what are those abilities that God has given me that I haven't explored or I have explored, mm -hmm. but I haven't, I haven't given time to grow them or, um, and I think it is kind of engaging regularly in, 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 in question asking and investigating and even getting people's feedback on ideas. And I think that's, that's been the, 
I, I definitely hold on to that a lot of like asking questions, not to kind of uh, overanalyze, right. asking questions because that's part of the activity of, of engaging and, um, and, and discovery, uh, right? Discovery. Thank you yeah. for saying the word discovery. Exactly. I think we, we, we ought, there's so much to discover nowadays. And, yeah. And, yeah. We, you do a great job of that too, I think, in reflecting and listening and, and journaling. And that's where a lot of the music that I'll see you post. And sometimes I think you're creating these just to have, hey, it's this is the process I'm going through right now. And so you have yeah. a song and you may not even plan to release that song, but then it actually does. You end up doing it. But the original intent maybe was for you and then to share it with some other people to inspire them. And I know yeah. that's, I mean, I can see that, you know, you know, in you and the things that you'll post on Instagram or whatever, but also knowing you as a person and thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. No, thank um, you for saying that. Yeah. And I think, I think the one thing that also just came to mind is that, um, I think trying to identify the purpose or our purpose, um, can be intimidating a lot because it seems like it has to be way bigger than it really is. Yeah. Um, because we live in such a comparative based world and easy to do that, that we, it can be, we can easily think about, and I, I have, there's a friend of mine here who's not a musician, but she's a good friend. And I, I just remember feeling like I needed to remind her of like, yeah, I, I live in a very, I live in the entertainment world. And it's, it's, it's designed around these marketing tools of Instagram and social media. And I understand the, the, the intention behind it and me and the way, and the reason I use it the way that I do, but I also understand the impact that can have on the viewers and, and it, and it having this ability to be maybe cast, not the right expectations of, of translating one's desires. And, <laughs> and, and so I just say that to say, like, what do you, when identifying one's purpose, uh, I think it is trying to keep it simple as right. well. Like, right. It doesn't have to be, oh man, I, I have to go find aliens on Mars, right? This, <laughs> this big thing I got to set off into the next galaxy. But, you know, our purpose is personal. Right. Um, and right. personalizing it to like, I think my purpose may, it, it, even if it is like, this is this job, this is this company that my parents are passing down to me or I'm working here at this, this shop here and right. whatever it is, I'm taking care of my family that whatever that personalized purpose is, I think identifying what that is and then stepping into it fully after, you know, investigating what those, what it is and then discovering and, and step and taking a step um, yeah. into correction as you investigate, I think is, is over not, not, yeah, is is trying to simplify this journey as well yeah. for me. Like, okay, what do I know? What do I have in front of me that can that can inform me just to 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 take the next best step? Right. And 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 then you as you take steps, you evaluate and you take a step and you evaluate and you can course correct and you can always change. I love that. I think I think we uh I say investigate um as like the second part of stepping into purpose with the intention of opening one's minds to the possibilities, uh, but hopefully not with, but hopefully that it, the idea of investigating doesn't keep one from taking action. Right. I, I, think I love that because some people that. can acclimate in that investigation stage and that would yeah, be it's easy to take action on it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. In this comparison, you know, 
we feel like we have to write the perfect prose or whatever. And then, well, you know, comparison, people say, well, that's your purpose. And it's like, yeah, it brings yeah, clarity yeah. in my calling every day. That's so right. Yeah. I understand what yeah. it is. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that question a lot of like advice I'd give to myself or to, I, I frame it almost as for myself, but also that. to others, of course. But yeah, it's yeah, defining, you know, that we, uh, yeah. Uh, that we are we are assigned beings to to live in purpose for sure and then yeah engaging in regular investigation and taking what you have and taking actionable steps yeah and evaluate as you take actionable steps you kind of evaluate and take right. a step and evaluate and be willing to course correct if you need to right that. yeah yeah absolutely and i think just being present and aware i mean i i see yeah. more, and more the interconnected and if interconnectedness of life and people working how god is working in these situations and sometimes we can get so focused on just what we're doing every day that we're not aware wow. yeah. of those moments right to, yes. to do things and and oh okay i see what you're doing here god and i see how you're putting me in these conversations or these some of the coaching i do now is based on that where he was placing me in these. And at first when people would ask for maybe some advice or something like that, it'd be like, why are they asking me? Mm. And then, you know, I realized he was putting me into situations where people were willing to share maybe some fears they were going through. And I started to see purpose and embracing, you know, that conversation and praying about that. Right. Because then it was like, well, this doesn't need to come from me. This needs to come from him. Mm. And so I think that whole awareness and presence is, is really key. Let me ask you one more question or say one more thing. Um, so I mentioned this, I've mentioned this before, but I've been telling your story to a lot of groups I've been speaking about. And uh, I'll talk about some of your accomplishments. I didn't include the bachelor in that because I forgot it, but there's just so many to list, you know, so, um, but I would, I would talk about, you know, Gabe's this guy, he can do this and this, and he's done this. And, but I talk about the forgetting country song, what are we waiting for? And I think you talked about a galvanizing moment for you, you know, that set a trajectory for you to, to not waste time, you know, and I love the line in there about asking that question, what are we waiting for? Why are we acting, you know, like mm -hmm. wasting all this time, like somebody's making more. Mm -hmm. And that has really meant a lot to me because, you know, we can't be wasting time if God's put something on our heart, either personally or professionally to do. And so I've been challenging groups mm -hmm. to do that. But what, you know, you were doing that, I think, before you even learned to play it and have been playing it before audiences and stuff. But when you think about that song and you also think about, you know, maybe how God has moved in your life around that and a challenge you would give to somebody who is maybe waiting on the right moment or waiting on the perfect situation or whatever, how would you encourage them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I really... Um... Yeah, that song really inspires me a lot as well because i think it, you know we i have so many things that i'm waiting for it as well or like <laughs> waiting to do actually i need to do this I need to do this and um i have to remind myself as well that um i i i have everything that i need to do to take to take a step forward um and the perfect situation the perfect time or the perfect moment most is, is never really going to be a thing uh, but there'll always be an opportunity to do something about with what you have. And I think my encouragement would be to, um, to not be afraid to, to mess up. If you, even if you do take it, make a decision, take a step or make a decision. Um, I think our fear is that we don't do it perfectly, which is probably always going to happen. 
Right. Um, and and that's okay. I, I think I think I think that the the quote of uh, fear um, fear has killed more dreams than failure ever will. Mm. Um, I think mm. that's that's a, an idea and a, and that that does connect with me with the concept that's of great of yeah. stepping into or waiting for things to happen or waiting for something to position itself for you then to do something. Um, and I, yeah, I think it, it, it does lean on that, um, giving yourself the permission to, to just to try and mess up and, 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 and give yourself grace to, to try, yeah. um, and realize that's just, that's part of the journey to, to give something, a, a, a chance to grow in your life. A uh, chance for yourself to grow, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's I think that's a simple thought that comes to that's mind. That's good. That's great. So I want to do a couple of things here at the end. I want to plug a couple of things, and maybe if you have a couple of resources you want to share too. But um, for King and Country is doing. Are y'all in the middle of your Christmas tour yet? We're, or? we're just going to get started. Okay. We're, yeah. Our Christmas tour, st- uh, Christmas tour starts right around the end of November. Okay, good. Year. So if go see Gabe and for King and Country and for King and uh, for their Christmas tour coming up, it's going to be great. And it's a great, great show. And so that's it. You also have some probably a website or maybe some places they could check out your music. And uh, I want you to maybe highlight a, a song that is really meant something to you that you've done independently. Um, but also maybe a couple of share a couple of website resources or where they can find you as well. So, yeah, great. So, um, my personal website is just gabebaker.com. Okay. And, uh, so you can find links to all the different social media sites and different things I'm doing there. Um, I'm really active on Instagram the most. So if you put, uh, uh the before Gabe Baker, you can find me. So the T H E Gabe Baker, and then great follow. Um, yeah, there you go. And uh, I, I, the song. There's a couple songs that I really, really um, connect with me a lot. The one that just came to mind right now was it's called "The Death of Superman," yeah. and it's one of my favorites. That means a lot to me. And the concept of the song, uh, the tagline of the song is that um, before I could fly, Superman had to die inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, growing up in a you know, the sports culture that I've grown up in, me being an athlete and, um, and being, being, being a man and, and, and being strong and all the things that come or come with that, uh, yeah. it comes in other, th- other, you know, cultural situational things that, that have informed, um, the way I, I live in relationships and in relationship with myself as well. Mm. I say that, uh, I'm grateful to have really the last few years and before that um, have stepped into just such um, just a really growing uh, place of just emotional honesty and, and, sim- and simplicity there and being being okay to be vulnerable, being okay to to just to 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 live in all the colorful emotions that are me and not suppress others because because I'm afraid someone may accept me or not for that, or because it may be more socially acceptable for me to be stronger here. It's like, no, that strength is found in vulnerability and, and honesty. And so that song really means a lot to me in my journey of like not holding back all that I have to offer as me. And that has much to do with being just the full emotional 
self that I am through the ebbs and flows of life. If it means I'm, I got to be angry now, I'm going to be angry. I'm not going to maybe uh, uh, maybe do bad things when I'm angry or whatever it is, but don't suppress the emotions that are honestly expressing in me. Right. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, and I think a lot of people need to hear that because I think we can get in a mode of, of playing Superman or feeling like yeah. we have to be Superman in so many situations. There's so much depth to that song. And you mentioned the, the hook there. That's so key. Um, because I think that, and, and ultimately that's where we find humility in God, right? I mean, that's where we have to make sure that we're going to reach the point at some point of our the limit of our human strength and That's ability right. to handle situations. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love that. I was hoping you were going to say that song, uh -huh. but I think that, that that was one of the first ones I saw you play and I think, you know, and post something about it. And I Thanks. think a yeah. lot of people need to hear that. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. That's one of my favorites. So yeah, for absolutely. So, well, I, Gabe, I really appreciate you making time for this. I know it's, you know, this is going to be, you know, an inspiration to a lot of people you are and uh just keep doing That's what fine. you're doing and keep following him i just i really appreciate the journey that you've been on and what god's doing in and through your life so well thank you mike i'm honored to be a part of this okay so thank you for what you all do right. as well okay thank you all right